0: Well, welcome everybody to church. Welcome if you're at home or wherever you might be on holidays somewhere around the world. or probably in Australia. And it's so great to have you with us here this morning. And um, it's great to see everyone here. Well, half of your faces anyway. I'm sort of glad I'm preaching because I get to take it off. Get to breathe again. (laughs) Why don't you just greet someone as you take a seat? That would be great. And if you're at home today i hope you're comfortable with a nice coffee or something in your hands and um, it's fantastic to be able to have everyone in church together no matter where you are i think it's fantastic on the first sunday of the year 2021 when i was at school we used to think we'd be hovering around in cars you know we'd be able to do you know hyper what do they call it when you hear one moment and go on the next what do they call that teleport teleporting, I thought we'd be doing that, um, but we're not, 2021, and it's glad to see 2020's over, but I don't remember masks being mandatory in 2020. (laughs) I want to say Hawkesbury Church, Mountains Church and Penrith Church, Mountains Church are actually meeting together in their venue today, which is great, yeah, that's awesome. I want to say thank you, because you have held strong, probably the most challenging year of my lifetime that I've experienced, but yet I've seen a church grow stronger and stronger this year. In fact, having talked to many of you, I've seen your walk with God get stronger and stronger. How's that bad? I think that's fantastic. So I wanna congratulate you and thank you for being such a wonderful church and reaching out to others and helping others because a lot of people are really dumbstruck with what happened in 2020 not knowing where to go, but you've actually put your arm around them and said, come on, I'll show you. We'll work through this together and together is what counts, right? So well done. I want to say well done for a great year that's now finished. And we don't know what this year is ahead of us. We don't know. I know that God's given me a great word that I'm going to be sharing on the 7th of February, the first Sunday in February, Vision Sunday. And I encourage you to Um, If you've booked plans, cancel those plans. We're pretty used to canceling plans right now. Tend to do it quite regularly. But on that day, I wanna share with you what I believe the word of the Lord is for our church on for 2021. I'm very excited about it. And um, we were just in a prayer meeting before and Jono shared what he thought the Lord was saying. I wanna say, Jono, are you hearing from God, mate? And um, I got really excited when I heard that. And I wanna share that with you. But what I wanna do through January, We've got an array of preachers who are going to be standing here preaching every week through January. And I want us to prepare for the year. As a church, as individuals, as families, I want us to prepare for whatever God's got for us this year. Who knows what the journey's going to be like? It could be lots of valleys and not many hills. It could be lots of hills and not many valleys. We don't know. But what we do know is if we prepare, we have a God who goes before us, a God who stands beside us, A God who has the best intentions for our lives. And hey, he's never shocked. You know that about God. He doesn't go, oh, I didn't see that coming. God doesn't do that. He he knows what he's on about. And he is with us. So I want us to be looking at this year prepared. Walking into 2021 fully prepared. I want us to reconnect with God in a new way. We're going to be speaking throughout January about Holy Spirit. Sometimes he's the forgotten one. Sometimes we, we often talk about the Father or when we think about God, we think about God the Father and we, we know about Jesus and it's wonderful to have Jesus in our lives, the redeeming grace of Jesus Christ that he unleashed on the earth when he rose from the dead, but we forget about Holy Spirit. The thing is, Holy Spirit is the active one right now. In fact, we're going to start this morning with Genesis chapter 1. Verse 1, I'm going to read the whole Bible today. Get ready for it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Here we have the beginning of time. God created a world. His plan was to create a world and bring humanity into it. He wanted a new family. He said, I want to create something in my image. So he creates a new family in this world, and his intention was to have a paradise for these people to work on to create the world which would be great for his family to love him and for him to love them back. That was his plan. Right at the very beginning, and we just read there at the very beginning, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, or over the, over the mass. He was there. He was present, and he was involved. The Holy Spirit was right there at the beginning. It's not as if God created him some other time. He's always been there. The Holy Spirit is God. He's not the Spirit um, representing God. He's not Casper the friendly ghost. He is God. And he was there at the very beginning. And I believe that same spirit, the spirit of God, God the Holy Spirit still hovers. And I believe he's still present. And I believe he still wants to be involved. Just like he was back then. If you were to read through the Bible from you know, from cover to cover, you would see time and time again where the Holy Spirit was there, hovering. You will see that he was there wanting to be involved. And you look at the life of King David, how the Holy Spirit anointed him and came upon him and, 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 and amazing things happened through his life. He takes out a Goliath with a little stone empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, you look through it all along, he's there, he's, he's present And he is involved. I think 2021 is a year where the Holy Spirit is present and he wants to be involved in your life. You know, we survived last year. Well done. And we have no guarantees what next year will hold. But I want to tell you if we understand something that he is present and he wants to be involved, it makes the journey less daunting. It makes the journey something that we can handle. No matter what comes before us, whether it be lockdowns, whether it be other circumstances which we are out of our control, it doesn't matter because He is present and He wants to be involved. No matter what you've gone through in your life, and maybe there's a circumstance right now where it's very difficult and you're feeling like walls are closing in, I want to tell you, He is present and He wants to be involved this beautiful presence of God, the Holy Spirit, where he is with you, ah oh, he transforms, He guides and he empowers us in all those times. So how is he present? How is he involved in our lives? And I just want to look at that quickly today because I want to see us all walk this journey like i said i wanted to reintroduce ourselves to this friend the bible says he sticks closer than a brother my encounter with him many years ago now i was a good christian boy baptized in the holy spirit as a young man committed to christ i'm in a meeting where the preacher right in the middle of her sermon she says the holy spirit wants to move on people's lives right now let's all stand so we did I'm, in, I'm one of about 20,000 people in this place. And he came and stood right before me. I closed my eyes as if I could see him. He begins to speak to me and he says, Rick, I want you to know me. I was pretty arrogant. I said, I know you, I speak in tongues. I've prophesied and seen it come true. I know you and he just said this, so I'll never forget it. Rick, I'm just really gracious. I want you to know me. I want you to spend time with me. I want you to hear my voice. I want you to know when I'm on the move. I want you to know that when you minister, I'm ministering through you. I want you to know that, Rick, by this time I'm a, a blubbering mess on the floor, realizing that God is nailing me here right now. But what it did, it transformed my life at that point. Something changed. Something changed. I wasn't the same anymore. This God of heaven who spoke light and it began, he spoke the stars and placed everyone in galaxies, which we're only still discovering now. You know, they just discovered another million galaxies or something. That same God wanted me to know him and would confront me face to face. That's the Holy Spirit. And my heart is this year, church, so that we would all walk that way. Knowing that he's with me. Knowing that he's guiding and directing me. Knowing that he's an ever-present help in time of need. You want encouragement? It's great to get encouragement from people. But sometimes there's no people around who are going to do that. But there's an ever-presence who's willing to be involved. In your life so how does he do it what's it look like well the first thing is this the Holy Spirit transforms you he's a transformer he transforms people's lives in Ezekiel chapter 36 25 we read this prophecy and he's prophesying about God's plans for salvation Ezekiel says this um, verse 30 uh, chapter 36 verse 25 I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols, I will cleanse you. He's talking about salvation, the blood of Jesus washing us clean, right? And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put in you. Oh, And I will remove the heart of stone and your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Verse 27. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. I will put my spirit in you as part of the promise of God that he doesn't want to leave you alone. He wants his spirit to come and dwell within you. Wow. Why? Because he wants to transform you. He doesn't want you just to be a nice person. He doesn't want you just to say, do you know what? I'm a Christian now, I better behave myself. Do you understand Christianity is not about behavior modification? Christianity is not about becoming a better person. You can do that without God. Most of us don't. Christianity is not about good and bad. Christianity is about life and death. I was dead to God, but now I'm alive. And his spirit within me brings that life out. Brings that life into action. And what he does when the spirit of God comes into our lives, he transforms us. I am a new person. Behold, all the old is past. I'm a new creation, Paul tells us. Why? Because he transformed me. I'm no longer like I was. But most Christians think, oh, I'm a Christian. Now I better behave myself. That's not how it works. It's not how it works. We've got it around the wrong way. You see, if we have that mentality, we spend the rest of our lives feeling down on ourselves because we keep falling short. The things I don't want to do, I do, and the things I do want to do, I don't do, says Paul. Oh, what wicked man I am. What hope is there, Paul says, Romans chapter 7. I've walked that journey several times. That's not what Christianity is about. Christianity is about when the Spirit of God comes into you and he transforms you from the inside out. The Spirit of God begins to work through your life. Jesus actually said this. The one the Father will send you, the Holy Spirit, he will never leave you, he'll be with you, and he will convict the world of sin. I used to get scared of that one, until I realized what it meant. I'll be walking along and something inside of me will say, don't do that, Rick. Or what you did back then was wrong, you need to go and fix that. Something from within inside of me, this conviction of the Holy Spirit, God himself saying, that's not for you. This is for you. He guides and directs me. He transforms my life every from the inside out. So hopefully my my behavior does change, but it's not because I'm trying to be a good boy. It's because he's transforming me. That's what the fruits of the Spirit are all about in Galatians chapter 5. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 says, Paul says, Walk in the Spirit with the Holy Spirit, walk in him. And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. In other words, what you used to do, the old bad behaving Rick, you, that won't be fulfilled anymore if you just walk in the Spirit. Then he goes on and talks about these beautiful fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Do I get them all? There's probably another one or two in there. They're behaviors which I think everybody wants to have in their lives, especially that peace one. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. All of these things are are beautiful things which we could spend our lives trying to get in our lives, which I think would keep failing, or we could have the Holy Spirit transform us, and the fruit of that is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, long-suffering, self-control. That's what just flows out of our lives. You don't see an apple tree trying to produce apples. It just remains healthy, gets enough sunlight and water, and it just produces apples. Lots of fruit. That's the Christian life. Why? Because the Holy Spirit transforms you. He changes you. I've seen some men so wicked in their nature find Jesus Christ and change instantly. Nothing better than baptizing a guy who's got so many tattoos on him—you can tell picture stories all over him. Who's got tells he's past here, he's passed there. How many wrong things he's done? You stand him in a baptismal font. And he begins to weep about the beautiful grace of Jesus Christ. And this big tough guy who's probably beat up more people than we know all begins to just melt under the grace of God and becomes a a baby before Christ, transformed. Transformed. Other people. God. God just takes this rough diamond, this rough piece of compressed carbon and just one day at a time, one year at a time, just takes off facets and produces a beautiful diamond by the end of it. He just transforms. That's what he does. I'm praying that God would transform us all this year, that the Holy Spirit walking in us would change us bit by bit because transformation never stops. Amen. Not only does he transform us, Holy Spirit also guides us. He guides us. Jesus was, he met with a Pharisee called Nicodemus. And in John chapter 3, we record that conversation. Verse 1 Now there was a man named a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, or you can transform that, born from above. That can be translated that way. Unless you are born from above or born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He can't see it. Nicodemus said to him, how can man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb? And be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. For that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I have said to you, you must be born again. The winds blow where it wishes, and you hear its sound, and you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Now listen, becoming a Christian is much more than just a decision. It's a supernatural occurrence. I was dead, now I'm alive. I've been born again. I've been born from above. The Spirit of God has revealed Christ to me, what he's done for me and has changed that transformation that we talked about, right? And he made this comment, he said this, Unless you're born of the Spirit, you won't see the kingdom of God. My point of it is this. It won't make sense to you. You won't see it acting. You won't see it working through. It'll just be circumstances. But when you're born of the Spirit, He guides you and shows you what's happening through life. That's the difference. This decision that you made, you thought it was just a decision. No, it wasn't a decision. There was this born-again transformation, but then what you did, you entered into a kingdom where everything's different. The world can't see it. Those who are not Christians actually can't see it. It doesn't make any sense to them. But those who are born again, oh, I can see his kingdom at work. I can see his kingdom doing this because he's guiding and directing me through this. He's allowing me to see things the way he wants me to see. And I think a lot of Christians forget this. And this year in 2021, I want us to realize that when we entered into the kingdom, we entered into a different paradigm. We entered into a different kingdom where Jesus is the king and his ways are our ways now. His way of doing things, we, we, we just got to be guided through that. And he is a guide who does that with us. He stands beside us and walks through life with us in fact jesus in the greek calls him parakletos the one who walks beside the one who would never leave you an ever-present help to guide and direct you in john 14 jesus actually says this verse 25 these things i've spoken to you while i'm still with you but the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all things get hold of that. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Wow. If every Christian just grabbed hold of that and we just began just to walk in that, that Holy Spirit is with me and he's going to show me all things. I know know about you, but often my ear is not tuned in. I forget that I'm not I forget that I'm actually in his kingdom. And the king, through the Holy Spirit, wants to share with me all the time. Guide and direct me. He's my counselor. He's my comforter. Something tragic happens in my life. Being a Christian doesn't exclude you from things which are tragic. But what it does do is you have this counselor to guide you through that forest. Maybe things are getting dark right now and you think, oh boy, I'm feeling close. That's when he guides you through this. We listen for his voice. We listen for his guidance. We read the Bible and it's no longer just words on a page. It's the word of God speaking to me because he guides me through that. Listening for that voice on the inside. There's old Elijah, the Old Testament prophet running for his life because he just killed off all the prophets of Baal and he's feeling depressed and Jezebel and her boyfriend want to take him out and he gets depressed. You'd think just calling down fire, you wouldn't think some woman or boyfriend would scare you, but he's upset. He ends up in a cave. and God wants to speak to him. He says, come to the front of the cave, son. What oh, is a fire goes past, wind goes past, earthquake goes past, says, but the voice of the Lord was not in those. Would have been a terrible weekend. But then he heard this little still, quiet voice and began to direct him in his future what he needs to do next. This is where I'm going to guide you. This is where I'm going to direct you. The still, small voice. Can 2021 be the year that you get addicted to hearing the still, small voice that wants to speak to you? He's always speaking. Oh, the amount of times I've not known what to do in my life and I just sit and I begin to meditate. Church, meditation is an amazing thing. We've just got to stop being so busy and stop and just begin to meditate and allow him to speak through that meditation. What's his voice saying? What's he saying to you now? And what I've learned is I've actually had to get confirmation on a lot of that. And that's why we have leadership in church of elders, people who we would regard as elders, experienced in church, because you can go up to them and say, I think the Holy Spirit's telling me this in my life. What do you think? I'll pray about that and I'll get confirmation. I've done that several times with people I trust. Until I understand, I know that voice. I know that voice. And that voice guidance and directs me now. I don't have to go so much to other people now because I know that voice. He shows me things, that still, quiet voice. John 16, verse 12. "I I still have many things, Jesus says, to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. I've got a feeling 2021 is going to be a year where we need to hear from Holy Spirit the things that are to come. And here's a beautiful thing. Every person is able to have this. Before Jesus rose again and we had the day of Pentecost, before that it was a select few. A whole bunch of men and seven women. If you want to do the research, there's seven women that the Bible records had the Holy Spirit speak to them. But Pentecost came and what changed is everybody, everybody can hear his voice now and be guided by him. Everybody. But we Christians, we get a little bit lazy and we get a little bit avant-garde about it, you know, and we forget how precious that is. We're talking about the Holy Spirit showing and directing you things that are to come. Wow, he wants to guide through you. He wants to share with you great treasures. He wants to give you secrets. Why? Because you're part of his kingdom. He loves you. I remember once in prayer just saying, God, why do you show me things? Why, why do you, I see the favor of my life? And the same answer comes back every time. Oh, I just love you. I just love you. I just love you. Well, friend, he loves you. He loves you. He loves every one of you. Why wouldn't he want to share these things with you? Let 2021 be the year that he guides you. Doesn't just transform you every day, but he guides you. Listen for his voice. I remember I went for a period about 30 years ago. It was one of the most challenging times in my life. Our marriage was not good, Naomi and I. In fact, I actually thought this could have been the end. And... um, I remember Holy Spirit said to me, Rick, I want to walk with you. And I literally took him seriously. (laughs) I'd walk to the train station. I'd actually hold his hand. I was desperate. And I would talk to him like someone was really there. Or when I drove to work, I'd I'd be driving and I'd be talking as if he's sitting in that seat. And i got to tell you, it did amazing things for my prayer life. It awakened things in me. I ended up having this relationship with this friend of mine, Holy Spirit. And I no longer wanted to have the radio on. I wanted to talk to him. And when I opened the Bible, it's like he's looking over my shoulder. And I would I, I purposely just leave my head to the left or to the right a bit just so. Because he's that real to me. And I'd get beautiful revelation. The Bible would show me things I'd never seen before, Wayne. I've read that before, but he showed me something new in that. A new facet of God, he showed me. All because in this time of trials, I needed a a friend. I needed someone I could go to, an ever-present help in time of need. He was present and he wanted to be involved, and he was. So he transforms you. He guides you. But finally, I want to tell you this, the Holy Spirit, he empowers you. He empowers you. In Luke, the end of Luke, Jesus has risen from the grave and he's about to send out his disciples and he says this in verse Luke 24, verse 45. He then opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. Reminding them of what's just happened, really. And that repentance... For the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in the name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. This is Luke's take on the Great Commission. Verse 48 You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you. What's the promise? The Holy Spirit. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Stay in Jerusalem. Don't go anywhere. Why? Because you need the power. The power. Luke actually wrote the book of Acts and he writes this in, verse, in chapter 1. So Luke's recording Jesus saying this and he also records Jesus saying this. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. Jesus saw the Holy Spirit so important to the Christian life that he said, don't go anywhere without him. I've got all these great plans for you. You're going to change the world, you disciples. Oh, You've seen the miracles. Well, you're going to do the miracles. You're going to see it happen powerfully all around the world. Salvation is going to come to so many. But before you go, you need to go to Jerusalem. Stay there until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Why? You'll receive power. You see, the Holy Spirit, like I said before, he's not Casper the Friendly Ghost. He's the Spirit of God, the all-powerful one who spoke one word and there was light and the earth was brought together in six days. That same God is the Holy Spirit and he wants to empower you that same power We read the book of Acts. Do yourself a favor and have another read. Fresh eyes of the book of Acts and see what God did through these fallible people. These people who fell over all the time. These people who kept blowing it. Look what he did through them. Incredible things. Miracles. Healings. Breakthroughs. All the time because these people were filled with the Holy Spirit. That same Spirit that is here today present and wanting to be involved in your life i can't help but think god is urging us to be so that he can be more active in our lives through his spirit and my challenge to us is this is will you allow holy spirit to transform you this year every day if necessary transformation 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 from the inside it's not about being a better person it's about being a transformed person will you allow holy spirit to guide you and direct you to convict you when you're doing it wrong patch on the back when you're doing it right when you go through a dark time where do you lean on what do you lean on we all have our own little choice of you know pain relief Allow him to be your pain relief. It requires a bit more of a disciplined brain to say, do you know what? I need to go to God right now. I need to allow Holy Spirit to come and just bring that comfort and guide me in this through this. You do it through reading his word. You do it through worship. You do it through talking to other brothers and sisters in the faith to help guide and direct you through the power of the Holy Spirit. And lastly, will you allow God through your life to display his power? To speak things into being? To pray for people and see breakthrough in their lives? You're an agent of the Holy Spirit and he lives within you. He has empowered you for great breakthrough. I've shared this story before. Many times, I had the honour of meeting a man called T.L. Osborne. And uh, he did amazing crusades through Africa through, I think, the 50s and 60s. So much so where piles and piles of crutches and wheelchairs would be on the side of the stage because they're no longer needed. Healings, amazing healings. If you ever saw what Miss, um, Reinhard Bonnke did, well, he did that well before Reinhard was around. Incredible things, Teal Osborne. I got to meet him and had a great chat with him, took him out to a Chinese restaurant. What do you do when you meet a legend? Take him out to a Chinese restaurant, right? And I remember asking him just as a young man, it would have been 20 years ago, young man, I said, sir, could you place your hands on me and anoint me with the Holy Spirit? He said, why? He said, I really want that, I really want that power in my life and I'll never forget what he said to me. He said, I can do that if you like, but... Why would you want to get it secondhand? Why don't you go straight to the source? Taught me a lesson. That same Holy Spirit is available to every one of us. Maybe my calling is different to T.L. Osborne, but that same power is in me. In fact, the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells within me and within you. Romans chapter eight. That same power. Would you walk in it? You see, that's when you become a victor rather than a victim. Things will happen this year. It's going to be challenging. But we're not victims. We're victors. We have the victory and it is found in him. That's where it's found. I'd like us all to just spend a bit of time with Holy Spirit right now. In fact, I'm going to ask us all whether we'd stand. I can't see how standing actually spreads more germs. If you're at home, I'd like you just to close your eyes. And with faith, I'm just going to believe that Holy Spirit begins some transformation today. But what it requires, this is what i found in my life. Every one of us, our body, soul, our mind, our will, and emotions, but we're also spirit. He breathed, when He created us, a spirit into us. And that spirit is where we connect with Holy Spirit. And what I think we've got to get really good at is sensitizing our spirit above our soul, above our emotions. Oh, I don't feel like it. I'm tired. Above that. Above our intellect. Oh, I'm trying to figure that out, Rick. No, 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 no. Don't try and figure it out. You won't figure it out. How could the same God who breathed the stars in the place come and speak to you? You can't figure that out. But it's truth. You've got to let your spirit awaken and begin to tune itself to Holy Spirit. So that's my prayer that every one of us would do that now. Because he's preparing you for the most amazing year. This could be the most spiritually impacting year you've ever had. Think it's going to be. So right now, close your eyes. I'm going to ask Evie if she'll just sing something. And we're going to allow Holy Spirit just to minister to every person. But what I want you to do is just begin to connect with Him. And my prayer is that He's going to begin a transformation in you. And this month, as we prepare for what I believe the Word of the Lord is for this year. He's going to prepare us. Will you let him transform you? Will you let him guide you? And will you let him empower you? He is present and he wants to be involved. Thanks, Evie.
1: Eclipsed by glory And I realize just how beautiful you are And how great your affections are for me And oh
0: I know you're present. And Lord, we sensitize our spirit towards you. Lord, would you begin to transform us all from the inside out? I give you permission to transform me. New, fresh. I want to hear your voice. I want to know the change that you're doing in my life. And Lord, if you point things out, Lord God, I'll, I'll, I'll bring that into being, Lord God, where it needs to be. Father, would you begin to guide us and direct us through your Spirit? We give you permission, Holy Spirit, to guide us and to convict us when we do something wrong. Lord, as we read our word, would you show us, would you lead us through the Bible? Give us fresh bread as we read it, Lord, to eat. Some people here this morning and at home and You're thinking, oh, how could I be empowered by God? You should know my life. Oh, it's a mess. I believe the Lord would say to you, yes. But wait until he transforms you. Wait until you feel the guide of the Holy Spirit beside you. Paracletos, as He walks beside you, you will see the power begin to just ooze from your life through to others' lives. And you'll see the power of God move upon people and you will see breakthrough after breakthrough. You will be lifted out of your circumstances through the power of the Holy Spirit as He moves through you. And you know what? It's all wrapped up in love. It's all wrapped up in love. That encounter I had with Holy Spirit in that big auditorium that time. I fell in love with him again. And now when I worship, I, I, I try to concentrate on this spirit of God that dwells with me. Jesus incarnate with me. that's how I like to see him. He's God my God and your God. Now, Holy Spirit, Lord, we dedicate not just this month, but this month is the beginning of reestablishing our friendship with you, of walking with you so close that to say that you're close is to say that you're too far away. Would you fill us, baptize us fresh with your presence and your power? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, this is going to be a great year. It's going to be a good year. It might not be how we want it, but we're in the kingdom of God, right? Our King knows what's happening. We don't need the fear. No fear. Is that cool? Perfect love drives out all fear, and He is perfect love. Amen. Well, God bless you. Those at home, I pray you just uh, be blessed. Um, Why don't you, every week, invite another family to come and join you, which you're allowed to, up to five people, including kids, into our homes. Or you can come along here. We're allowed 100 people here. Or maybe on your own. If you're feeling sick, stay on your own. (laughs) God bless you, everyone. Thank you for coming. Have a fantastic week.